I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the entirely tongue-in-cheek advice podcast. I don't know why I chose an advice podcast. I just know it's fun. Listen to these anonymous messages with uh, people I enjoy. Uh, but as I say at the beginning of every podcast episode in, in recent memory, if you need clinical help or, or you need real help, this ain't it. Uh, but if you just have a, oh, I'm on the fence about something or I just need to spit something out, we're here for you. But this is for fun. Can't stress that enough. Couple uh, dates coming up. I will be in Nantucket, August 20th. Pittsburgh, August, uh, excuse me, Nantucket, August 19th. Pittsburgh, August 20th. I will be in uh, Sacramento, August 26th. I will be in Reno, Nevada, August 27th. Chico, California, August 28th. And Berkeley, California, August 29th with Irene Two. We're doing uh, day beers in the Bay Beers, baby. It's going to be a 3 o'clock show afternoon. Um, that said, bullshit out of the side. Let's get to the meat of the steak. I have a, a, a good friend with me, a very, very funny comedian, who has become known for impressions recently, but I also always knew as a very funny stand-up in their own right. Um, you know, you have these people who uh, are famous for impressions, and they're online, and they're great, and all that jazz, but they don't do stage, and they, and they couldn't do stand-up to save their lives, which is not to say you need to, but it's good and it makes you cooler. Uh, that said, I have James Austin Johnson with me. James, how are you, buddy? Hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm good, man. How, how is life? Tell me something about yourself. What's oh, you point? know what? My wife is, uh, I think, in her 19th week of pregnancy at this moment. And um, we're uh, we're so excited for uh, the monster. Still yeah. looks like a monster. Doesn't look like a human yet. Yeah, it, it, uh, they re they retain the monsterdom well into. I mean, oh, mine, they're, it's gonna stay a monster. My mine is two weeks from being one years old, and as I talk to you, I'm sitting next to a cage that we have built in the living room, with full of toys. Uh, it looks yeah. like an octagon, and yeah. I just put her down. We were on the East Coast for a month. And this is our second day back, and I just put her down for her 9 a.m. nap, and it's just fingers crossed that it takes. You know, that it's not, <laughs> she doesn't go, wait, no, it's 6 a.m., fuck this, I'm done. And my wife is on a conference call, so it's just like, well, you know, I don't hear her screaming, so she seems chill. And it seems like I think we're good. I think we're out of the woods, but it is. How, how old is your child? She's Yeah, she's two weeks from being one. And that's you your only child? That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you everyone keeps telling us that uh, that the uh, when the baby comes that oh they just sleep twenty hours a day you can take them with you to Dave and Buster's it's gonna be fine you can you can take that carrier straight into an M Night Shyamalan movie sure it'll be fine yeah it sounds like you have just left the zone where it's fine and now the baby it is like instead of twenty hours a day I'm asleep twenty hours a day I'm awake and screaming. It's no, it's it's not. She's actually incredibly chill to the point where we were are only going to have one and we still are. Uh, but it was like she was she's so great that it's like we feel like we got all the luck for right. our, the two of us. Like we got another one to just be like a demon boy who would <laughs> sleep because she sleeps 12 hours a night and during the day takes two uh, at least hour long naps. So it's not 20 hours a day, but she's real chill. Oh. My, okay. my, my therapist, Alan, was just like, take the baby everywhere. Just go. And it's like, so we do. We take her all over the place. If I run an errand, I go to the car wash, I take her. They're just entranced by everything around them. And then they nap. So it's kind yeah. of like, you know, and she hasn't been. We, we flew six hours yesterday and she was persnickety. But it was also this. It wasn't this thing of put me on the ground, put me on the ground. But it was just like a constant kind of a cry whine because you didn't know what to do or feel when she wasn't napping. So it's kind of to, to us, it was annoying, but like people right. around us were like, that's nothing. And I'm like, yeah, I've been on planes where it just sounds like this kid's on fire. And <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to do, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, well, planes are, planes are um, uh, literally microwaves. I mean, like you, you get in them, they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're designed to like, uh, like, the the radiation that comes from being in the sky right very very high like pilots and flight attendants have 
high cancer rates because yeah. they're literally sitting on a defrost cycle yeah. in a oh, Honeywell oh, microwave all damn day. Yeah. And babies who are super sensitive to everything, to, to, to a bright light, they're, they're hung over at all times. So like, right. totally. I, I would think that if a baby wasn't just like so asleep that they couldn't tell that they were being, you know, lightly yeah. roasted and braised mm -hmm. um, yeah. in a stranger's floating spit. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure that she had that little like, uh, you know, whatever that I have the same thing. Like you feel something in the center of your head, like I'm being cooked. I'm sure yeah. that's, you had that little headache, that little tiny yeah. headache. And you always feel a little shittier after every flight. Oh, you like, always do. Oh, like that's why when I'm on a flight, I just, I, I, I'll have like a coffee and I just chug water. I bring a huge thing of water. Oh, yeah. You have to just keep flushing, flushing, which, which fascinates me. Like, you know, I do, I do love a drink on a plane. Cause it's just like, it's pure douche. It's pure shit burgery. It's yeah, pure, it is. like, I'm so gross, but I'm always fascinated by, uh, a, the people I see early in the morning as the bars open, yeah. getting, getting a strong yeah. 7 p.m. drink at 7 a.m. Uh, and people that just push it like it's their birthday on a flight. Like, yeah. I, I'll often get kicked upstairs to first class because I travel so much and it'll be like, no matter what time, it's it's, yeah. five, it's 6 a.m. at Bloody Mary. Like, yeah. What's the rest of your day, man? How, 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 how are things going to feel come noon? How Matt, I am one of these guys. I, I, I am. Well, you're so, young. <laughs> well, okay, sure, fine. But like, I, uh, I, I have trouble with uh, turbulence. I love everything about oh. flying. I love everything about. I love travel. I love being a comedian, and I love being alone in a city, and I love, I love all of that. Sure. But um, when when it bounces, I'm oh, sure. such a wimp. My heart rate skyrockets. I have. Mm -hmm trouble moderating it i should be on some kind of pill i haven't done uh, i haven't taken that step yet but um i drink the shitty red wine that they offer you and no. uh it's it's probably the worst it's the best alcohol for the for the um for the turbulence right and it's the worst alcohol for the inside of my body probably it well it's better than it's better than some it's probably it's better, better than, than some <laughs> probably better than than a, you know a, a big rocks glass of brown liquor which, yeah. I, which i often see because it's like that's the manly stuff right that's what that's what men drink but you know? it also it like jacks you up it's like uh it, yeah, yeah it does it does dry you out and the tannins are, are kind of rough but I, I have I have a friend who can't get on a beer without like oh, excuse me a beer without on a plane without like five beers in him, like it's you, you almost said a Groucho Marx uh, one liner yeah I can't I can't get on a beer without a plane without five planes <laughs> in me yeah <laughs> um, uh, I'm really that guy though I'm I'm the douchey guy and uh, yes uh, but I, the, I see I don't see that as douchey I think some people just do it because of uh, you know either like physical need or more often oh, yeah. than not because you can you know, i think so it's just uh the, the, the equivalent of like uh that there's money sticking out of that lady's purse i'm i gotta take it it's right there right that's her money yeah but i can do this and it'll make <laughs> my life better you think i want that sutter home little bottle you think i no. want that matt no i don't that is the wine that they have yes that is the and much less it's free like, in comfort plus matt what am i supposed to do i don't have a choice here it's just switch free. to delta i gotta i'm doing delta for the rest of my life same dude worth i've been it. doing it for like 10 years worth it hands down the best southwest um, what a disaster <laughs> delta I, I, I will life. say if you're going to vegas on the cheap southwest is mwah because the flight is 10 minutes long and you just Choose your yeah. seat. Don't care. Put your headphones on. Say fuck it and get there. Like I, I will say, people that are like, I fly first class always to, you know, and pay for it to Vegas. Like why? You're, yeah. You're blinking that flight's over. They don't even yeah. get. The, it's just like they're like, how's a thousand dollars, but worth it. I'll take a cocktail. We there's no service, sir. We don't have time. Uh, but um, you're like watching the trailer. You're watching the trailer for the Mindy, the four Mindy Project episodes they have, and then you're like, all right, now beginning our descent into Las Vegas. And I, my, there, there's nothing to indulge in because Marvel pulled all their movies. Like it's just there's no all the plane movies are gone. gone. Yeah, they're gone. There's no Creed anymore. I've watched yeah. Creed like four times on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dillon is in this. It's like it's like movies with people that haven't 
you know, you don't see in movies all that. Oh, often. I, I watched a movie on oh, <laughs> I've never seen with Diane Lane or never heard of, excuse me, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner set in the like early 60s and their grandson yeah. gets kidnapped by some like rockabilly gypsies, basically. And they try yeah. to take him called Let Him Go. I'm like, when was this made? Who was this a dare? I've never never heard of it. Was this made for the airlines? A Brittany Murphy movie made in 2021. Hold on. <laughs> it's like actors that aren't. Yeah, it's all it's all found footage. And they're calling yeah, it a movie. Yeah. This person's just taking a bath. What is this? This isn't a movie. This is dumb. Oh, okay. We got to get the calls first okay. in a second. But let me let me just see. Like how when and you, I'm sure you get this all the time. But when when you when I first saw I really, I I had seen you do stand up. And we did a, we did a short film together, um, but like I'd never seen you doing impressions. When did you? Were you always good at make, like aping how other people talked and stuff growing up? Or um, yeah, I mean, uh, I did. I would I would try to do that. I think um, if uh, if you are one of those kids that like sees SNL or something, then you think, well, I have to try everything that comedy is. I think I think from oh. I think from the earliest age, I was like attempting to see what each comedy thing was and seeing where I fit in that. Cause I knew I yes. wanted to be a comedian. Like, but I think that the impressions are probably before anything. Cause you can do an impression before you understand how a joke functions. I mean, that's, that's complex. That's true. Um, first impression, there's video of my parents, like putting sunglasses on my head when I'm like two or three and they say, do Stevie wonder. And then I'm like, Okay. Okay. Sure. So sure, you know, sure. a little insensitive, but whatever. It's is you know, he's a two or three. Can't, hey, try and cancel this two year old, huh? Right. <laughs> um, well, and Eddie Murphy started it. So Eddie Murphy started it. Come on. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. I put on my first show. I uh, I was like shirtless with a white blazer on from Easter, and I made all my like family uh, go into the living room, and then I just did the trailer for Jim Carrey's The Mask. I just did it wow. uh, for them, and uh -huh. uh, I. I remember that uh, going, you know, pretty well. It was a pretty good show that nice. night. It was pretty good. I did pretty good. good. And um, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I recently found footage of I think the second time I legitimately tried doing stand up. It might have been at a school talent show uh, when I was fourteen. Okay. Um, so um, uh, and I, when the stand up stuff started, I was afraid. I was still. Let's see. That was a teenager. I was afraid at that point to do impressions for people because it is um, takes more commitment than the average stand-up thing. I mean, uh. when, when you're when you're first starting out in stand-up and you still need people to see you not just as funny but cool, which is like the death of stand-up. Like, <laughs> um, I was afraid to do the impressions. So so stand-up and impressions. That was never how I, I never really did stand up yeah. by doing impressions ever. Yeah. Even though it's a thing I've done all my life for family <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I, I do like that we've, I don't know if we've completely left behind the whole com comedy elitism. I think it's yeah. more, but it was, it was something I definitely came, came into when I was in LA on, on, on every level where you had the, you know, the, 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 the club comics and you had the alt comics and it was kind of like, I, I kind of had done both and yeah. like a lot of things, but it was like, you know, I, I kind of wish I would have been a little more vocal about the bullshit of both of those things. Like it's easy to yeah. do now, you know? Yeah, it um, is easier. The world you had Dane cook bumping people and doing like a half an hour. And then you had uh, people that thought you were shit. If you didn't take a notepad on stage with you, cause you're trying. You know, and yeah. it was, you know, it's like both of those worlds suck ass. And I'm not yeah. calling out, you know, exactly. I did say one name, but I think who knows where that guy, what he's up to now or how he feels now about it at the time and maybe regrets it. But like, you know, that said, I, I didn't like, so it's like, I wish I had, I like, I'm impressed by like younger comics who just immediately call it out these days. And right. I'm just, oh, good for you kind of thing. Because there was that thing where people weren't really doing impressions because it was like, oh, but that's hack, but it's not. You know what? Oh, Dana Carvey on right. SNL was hack. I, every... What the fuck are you talking about? That's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I used to go to school the next day and do that. I would do Dana Carvey. Yeah. I did I did Dana Carvey impressions like 
uh, I did his impression of Travolta in like a school assembly and killed. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like, I never would have done Travolta, but he found the things, <laughs> yeah. the way he talked, you know, it was just like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's great. So I don't know. I just. Something about the way that the world started spinning in the last like five years, uh, it, it just made it clear, like uh, th- how things can get bad. Like, like I understand making it through like the craziness of the Trump presidency and then still being like, well, I need to be perceived as a cool dude. That's very important to me. I can kind of understand that, even though I think it's a little ridiculous. Sure. But to make it through comedy being turned off for like two years, like yes. live performance being clip, it's off. Right. If you still come out of that thinking, I need to look cool for other boys, or <laughs> I, I need to look cool for a girl to date me, yeah. Or, or or something like that guy to date me whatever if you if you need to look cool for other people after being shackled to your living room couch right you need a therapist you do not need to be performing your, your, your goals suck your yeah. goals suck like you should you sh- everyone should have come out of this pandemic the dorkiest like mormon dad smoking weed for the first time like you should be truly having fun Every oh. time you leave the house. So and you're saying this is my time. I, I'm I've finally Matt, come of age. <laughs> this is it, Matt. Die die <laughs> your the, whole head. It is the time of the corny dad. Oh boy. I am like that anytime I smoke marijuana. Anytime I smoke drugs. Dye your beard and start telling people you're twenty-four and your name's Maddie Bronger. I should start- do my mother's maiden name, Maddie Bailey. It even Maddie sounds Bailey. terrible. It sounds start corny your whole shit. career over. Oh my God! And I just, I just get on stage and smoke a joint, and I just keep, I keep doing what I've always done when I'm, when I'm high. Yeah. I tell everyone I'm high. Yeah. Sorry, I'm really stoned. The worst. Why? What? Do, <laughs> why do people care? Why the fuck would they care? You were my, you, you invited me to my first set after the comedy cataclysm, after the death of comedy, yes. and oh, right people on. were so psyched for the Matt Bronger brand like like it it was the perfect entree back into it and it forced me to bring my energy up to a level i hadn't in years to the point that i demolished my throat i screamed so much at your show doing (laughs) singing in eagle songs and stuff that i seriously couldn't talk for for two weeks it was so sorry i'm sorry but i'm glad that i'm glad you felt that energy that's how that's how it is. I mean, like you've got to be silly coming out of this. So the impressions are I'm in the zone of life and I've got the baby coming and stuff where yeah. I'm like, either I'm having fun or, you know, I, I don't need to worry about I'm married. I have a child. Dude, coming. I don't, you, it takes so much pressure off. You, you still have those, 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 you know, in the biz moments of, 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 of panic and woe. And, sure, and sure, sure. am I doing enough that that never goes away, but it takes, so much of the rucksack off you because you're like i have something better to focus on than my stupid ass you know it's 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 so true um okay we'll go to the first call but what what was i gonna say um uh 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 uh, you were talking about um coming out of if everyone's not like a total dork uh oh that's what it is my parents my mother years ago insisted i go to church with her here when she visited me in LA, I think when, yeah. I, when I first moved, I went to a Catholic church and I grew up in a progressive church that was like, you know, weird for Catholicism, but most of those churches are not like mine at all. And I wouldn't go to church anymore anyway, but my mom took me and all the priests talked about was, well, people, some people are Buddhist, but we're not, we don't believe in that, do we? No, we don't. And some people are, we don't believe in that. No, we don't. And I'm like, I want to be the opposite comedian of that. <laughs> I'm yeah. not this. We're not this. Right, yeah. guys? Like, yeah. what? Just fucking do your thing and stop talking shit about the other kinds. It's like, <laughs> be the dork you want to, you know, be in the world and see in the world. So, Man, that's like, it, it, I, it, it was almost, I know this isn't one of those let's talk about religion podcasts, and that's okay. But uh, uh, it is really weird to hear a sermon like that i come from a very very uh right. protestant yes. background and then it's like the buddhists 
will get up there and they'll start preaching a nonviolent path to connecting with the gifts that God has given us. And that's not us church, is it? That's not us church. Now Now the Mormons believe that Jesus was God of this earth. That's not us. Is it church? That's I not us, it. is it? Wait a minute. Excuse, sir. Now, 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 Islam will tell you that Jesus was a great teacher whose teachings are valuable to every Abrahamic faith. Now, that's not us, church, is it? That's wait, not us, church. Hold on. You, wait, is there a question and answer period when you're done? Now, the Jews believe in the kind of the entire Bible. That's not us, church, is it? I, that's not us. I feel insane. Why did we come here? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, those those other religions are so crazy. With they're their, also dumb and unlike ours. They're one true God and the guy who came and said, "Let's be nice." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the human race is the best. Okay, okay, so we got uh, we got three calls, All right. uh, and um, I think. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, start as someone else, okay. and then you and I will 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 chi- will will chime in with our 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 right. let's say real advice. Well, this is the first time we've done this. I just thought right. it'd be very fun. Oh, but we'll try it. Like I said, it's very loose. Most of the calls we we get aren't that serious. So, but we'll see. So, um, okay. Uh, you you can pick whoever you want to do. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, Renee, roll the first call. Hey, um, long time, first time. So I'm a guy in his mid-30s. I'm in the arts, and I've tended to, throughout my adult life, date women in the arts, like um, visual artists or writers, photographers. Um, so my question is, I, I, have, I have a lot of art from uh, the last 10 or 15 years, um, like paintings or sculptures or zines with like writings uh, or in one case, kind of like tasteful nude self-portraits. Um, I have, as, as somebody in the arts, I guess, I have kind of a hoarder problem with art where it's hard for me to get rid of stuff, either like giving it away or throwing it away seems really bad. And like, I don't know, I don't look at these things much, but um, I feel a strong urge to hold on to them, even though I, you know, have no longer, no longer dating these people. But I don't know if, uh, what would you do with kind of a pile of art that you uh, have past connection to but can't really seem to get rid of. All right. Well, uh, take it easy. Bye. Bobby Flay, and this is This Might Help with Matt Brogger, where each week we're going to listen to some big losers call in and leave us messages. Then round two, it's your turn to tell us your stupid problem, and we're gonna find out a way to incorporate that into a signature dish. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, I'm looking at all this stuff that the guy brought in. You know, he's got you know the stuff that you know the uh, self fortress and stuff like that. You know, I'm trying to figure out like, what, what we gonna what we gonna do. So, you know, when I say the nude, you know, I'm thinking that we start out maybe like going in the panzanella direction, get the panzanella start starting that up with some of the, that old ciabatta, you know, chop up the ciabatta, get that in with some olive oil and uh, the chili infused oil. We, we really start mixing it up and uh, see what we can make out of this. You know, uh, date a lot of 24 year old women. I've been married a few times, date a lot of 24 year old women. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they're always uh, leaving stuff over your house, you know, iPad, you know, the Kindle, Kindle fire and all that. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty familiar with those ingredients. You know, it's a pretty, it, you know, it's a pretty good ingredient, you know, uh, you know, treat well, treat it well and, and get it out there. Get it out there and, uh, and and start mixing it up and uh, you know is it, 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 uh, and then presentation you know presentation is always key you know Marcus Samuelson's looking down at your dish you 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 really want you know to to look you know it's a five star dish I think it's a five star dish probably one of the best things I've made in this kitchen kitchen stadium. <laughs> well, I love I love how you threw in the twenty four year olds because. <laughs> <laughs> 
my, my wife and I were walking in, in the French Quarter. <laughs> no. At one point. No, we saw him walking down the street, to, dressed to the nines. He looked beautiful. Amazing. He looked like Roger Stone. You, kind of, <laughs> a little bit flashy, you know, a, a better fit, younger man. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the tie pin, shiny oh tie. Beautiful suit. Beautiful tailored suit. And holding hands with a young lady. And we were... Uh, like not arguing, but like I don't, I can't tell if that's his daughter or he's dating yeah. that one. You know, like just yeah. anybody's guess. That's why that, <sighs> like when you said that, that flashed in my mind of him with a, you know, because it was a woman in her early twenty. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Did they, did they think that he's David Caruso? Did did they get confused and think that he's like? Does he do a? Does he? Does he do? They think he's uh, Horatio from CSI Miami. Go out with me. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, with the taking yeah. the sunglasses off when, thing. When uh, when I lived with Kanae, we used to watch like old CSI Miami's, and and he's, there's there was some they're taking on a a, a Mexican gang, uh, a cartel gang called Ma, <laughs> called Mala Mala Noche, Bad Night. Bad night. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, you're dealing with Malanoche. They know no fear now. (laughs) Just the new Shatner. Like, I think if you make that kind of choice as an actor, you either are a star or you're never heard from again. And it's a a bolt. It's like rolling the hard eight at Vegas. (laughs) It's either all or nothing. Um, But I I heard him listing uh, the ingredients left by. Uh, women in his home and it just made me think of the you know there's two there's two bobbies there's two bobbies and I I even do this as a bit sometimes on stage where I'm like here's the two ways that you do Bobby Flay one is he's he's a regular guy and I always I always I always say you know I'm East Coast guy a a Southwest flavors or West Coast uh, attitude Uh, he's he's this (laughs) He's like this East Coast guy who grew up in kitchens. He dropped out of school early and he he has this like mumbly, not ready for TV. No way of speaking. Yes. So so when he's in like the office style cutaway during Beat Bobby Flay, he's like he's real shy. He's almost like a it's almost like Alvy Singer where he's just like mumbling his words. And mm-hmm. and he's just like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, Iberical ham, you know, Iberical ham is one of the most expensive hands in the world. You know, you, you really want to treat it with respect that it deserves. He's yeah. like not enunciating at all. He's, no, and it's almost apologetic. He's like, yeah, it is. Miracle ham. It's it's not. You know, it, it's not it. And then when that Woody Allen, what? what? Yeah, it is. It's very Woody Allen. A, a touch of that that East Coast wine. And oh. then the end of the show when he inevitably wins, um, like he's like his he's never had like an acting class. They gave him one acting class, and he had an hour to do it and then he had to bounce so he took like one lesson which was like smile look into the camera and scream like project to the point your your voice rises three octaves Uh (laughs) so by the time he wins the iberico ham episode he's like wake me up before you iberico go go yeah (laughs) yeah and then the camera the camera swoops away away. and and it was like not a direction the cameraman ran he was like this is so bad i gotta go man so like when I do that character of my stand up, I just like write a bunch of like fake, awful Food Network shows that uh, yeah. he, and, he, and, he throws to a bad sign off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm Bobby Flay, and that's my, my that. And stay tuned for my epic Miami Beach party boat redneck bake down for shrimp dicks and smoking hot Christians. Brought to you by Ice Age Twenty Eight. Let's eat all the cavemen because the Ice Age creatures ran out of salad, and it's caveman chomping time. <laughs> yeah. Food Network. Um, yeah. Oh, well, to, to, to the matter at hand. <laughs> yeah, do you think my Bobby Flay explanation helps this guy? I hope it does. It, it's perfect. It nailed it. No, I mean, dude, I think I think change, I think change is good. And uh, life is, um, it's, 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 it's funny for, for you and me, James. Uh, my wife's therapist said like, well, raising a child, you're in an almost, this sounds brutal, but a, a constant state of grief. Because you miss how the how the kid was all the time, and it's true. Where I'm like, wait, when when you were you just you were just laying on the ground all the time, and now you're basically trying to walk and stand against things. It's a thing you part of you misses it, but it's a it's a good feeling. 
But it's like the thing where it's like it hurts to let go of stuff, but you have to let go of stuff. You the past is gone. So if you have these drawings of of X's and things, and you have a lot of them, first off, that's that's a little weird. But keep the ones you like, and I don't know, burn the ones you don't. I don't know. It's like you you have to let go of them. They're just taking up space, and you're holding on to stuff that's not there anymore. And I think yeah. you're kind of hiding behind the auspice of it being art if I'm honest, because you specifically said uh, drawings or, or renderings of X's. That's, yeah. To me, those would feel like ghosts. It'd be like if, I, if I'm a married man and yeah. I still have pictures of ex-girlfriends in the house because I like how I look in that picture or something. You know, like... Fellas, have you have you taken a trip through your iPhoto and deleted the, the, the sexy things you've been sent? Because you might want to do that too. It's the yeah. same thing. And... This guy with the portraits, you can keep the ones that do not remind you of this person. What I, the, maybe they can maybe they can have like the, the hint of it. Like, but if you got one that you connect with on a personal level that goes beyond your relationship with that person, I I think I might even have a couple of those items where I pick it up and then if I look at it for a good three hours, I'll remember who gave it to me or something like that. But it's just a thing in my house that I like. So there might be one or two that you actually connect with. Sure. But you know what I mean? So the, the ones that you don't like, what do you do? We keep it'd be like keeping someone's underwear or their keys. Yeah. Get it out of yeah. your house. Yeah. A, it's a horcrux. Yeah. If if you had a thing where it was like too many pieces of art and you weren't sure what uh you know like it was just art, but the fact that you mentioned X is, you know, a little, little odd. Um, okay, so let's uh, hope that helps. Let's go to the next call. Hey, Matt and prospective guests. I don't know. I'm kind of behind. I haven't caught up on the podcast yet. I was going to wait until I did um, to do this, but it's weighing heavy on my mind. It's almost 11 o'clock at night, and I need to just say this, I guess. Um, my best friend, um, I've known, known him for a really long time, and I've known since day one that I've had feelings, and they're deep, and I've expressed them, and they're, they're a lot, um, like, and it's not just some kind of, like, puppy love thing where, like, I'm in love with the idea of her. Like, every time we hang out, something new, something tiny shows itself, and I just fall in love with them again more and deeply. And, um... You've got this one a few times. They've said that they're not interested, but there are times where I guess it seems like that might not be true, or maybe she's in denial, and... I know I should probably listen to what she says, but I can't help but have this feeling in the back of my mind that she's just scared. Um, we've been through a lot, good and bad, and I can understand why she would be reluctant, but I don't know. I'm trying, I try to express these feelings in, in ways that are still beneficial to the friendship, but it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't want to lose my best friend, but this feeling just won't go away. And I'm having a really hard time ignoring it. Um, yeah, uh, my name is Sam, by the way, from Tennessee. But yeah, just whatever advice you got, I'd love it. Thanks. You know what's amazing is you ever you ever meet a guy who he does yes he, he likes someone and then they don't want to let him do do it and then he doesn't get to do it and so and then you, you still have it and it's bad but you let the guy and then the guy and then the guy wants to stay and he wants to be there and and they and nobody wants it to do it so what do you do so so so, so I what I would say to this guy. 
is that if someone doesn't want you to do something, you just do it anyway. And no. <laughs> like, and then you are just, uh, you suffer the consequences and you just deal with it. And I think, and, and, no, and nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care eventually because they'll remember that you're genius and that you changed the everything by being a, the true last true philosopher uh of of stand up and 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 and, and my and, and my wife is a dick thank you how was thank that you. thank you uh louis uh <laughs> how was that does that help this guy reminds me of uh this guy reminds me of a friend of mine who uh when people wouldn't reciprocate his feelings uh you know he maybe let it go a little bit too far yeah. And, you know, maybe did some stuff that in some places would be considered a crime or something like that. Sure. Hey, but maybe this guy in Tennessee is such an electric thinker uh -huh. and, and such an important artistic voice. Right. That I, maybe this woman will just forgive right. him expressing his feelings or expressing his, you know, other uh -huh. other modes of expression. They'll completely forget about it. Um and he'll continue get to be he won't be able to advertise where he's performing right or whatever or where he's living you know i'm talking about this guy in tennessee but right sure, he'll he'll be able to wink and hint to maybe his newsletter his email newsletter people <laughs> uh, uh where and, he's gonna be and to be and to be fair he he is just uh in love with someone and it's like, he's just in love with someone <laughs> i i but i will say it's like Dude, Sam, we get this one a lot. This is very common. And the oh. thing is, if you're feeling that strong, you got to lay it on the line and be like, just listen to the song. It's Now or Never by Elvis. And oh, you yeah. say that, but not in, Elvis wanted to get laid. Not in terms of Elvis. Do it in terms of love me or leave me. You have to. You, you're a puppy dog hanging on. It hurts. Don't let, you know, just be like, look, if you're hiding something, I need you to tell me. Maybe we should watch this movie. It's called Chasing Amy. I hear it's good. And uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just got a fucking. My bark. man's got Criterion problems, man. My man's you know, got Criterion you know, collection problems, man. Trying not to get A24 problems. Those are <laughs> um, I feel for this guy. I was, I've, yeah. I've been in this position before oh. where you have, you have either a woman who emotionally is everything that you've ever dreamed of or you have a woman who you think it's emotional, but you just would like to have sex with this person. They sure. Don't and I've been in this position before and looking back on those times when I was a pine pining uh, person, I was pine scented. Mm -hmm. Of course. And then looking on the current version of life where um, at one point I ended up falling in love with someone who was in love with me. All right, cool. That's of, nice. the of the two experiences, right? I'm gonna pick, you know, the woman who feels that way about me because that, uh, yes, that's, that's the stuff, you know. Yes, yes. that's the stuff. It's that's the magic, and that's the goal. And like, it, you know, I, I I think your your friend is perhaps being unfair by kind of letting you hang around when you've made those feelings known, and I think they they like maybe the attention and they like having you around i think you just have to go i gotta be strong you know like <laughs> i don't know i drew this corollary but anytime when I, I when i was a kid and i got in a fight i usually would shed tears but i would still fight you you have to kind of put yourself out there and go yeah even if you're like oh, i'm sorry that i'm being like this i'm gonna go yeah you gotta pick with me or not and then drive away <laughs> And I, I'm being cartoony about it, but it's like, you just got to barf it out. And when she calls you and says, I don't want to be with you, you have to be like, have a nice life. Yeah. It's like, because it's just, it's just not going to be good for either one of you. You're picking the safe route and it, it's an unhealthy safe route. You're basically, yeah. you're choosing to stay in a job you don't want. So don't do that. Don't occupy that role in this person's life. And like, uh, if you're truly like best friends, like the relationship will survive maybe it'll be right. weird for a year yeah but one out of a hundred years you mm -hmm. know 99 percent of the time y'all are good so yes. i you know i i think that you should just and also there are these people matt i have found 
that when I did do the confessing, right, and the friendship ended, that was a good thing. We weren't good enough friends. Like that, that is good to have. Without a doubt. And then the ones where you like do remain friends or or it weathers, right? It's often not the confession that is what changes the dynamic of the relationship it's some other life stuff so i basically am just trying to be like hey dude put yourself out of your misery find someone who adores you who's like putting on movies and being like you know not to be all gender rollsy but Mm -hmm. usually when a woman comes on to you and is like we should be married that's a pretty hefty signal that she likes you yeah like like I'm saying, what I'm saying by that is it you're putting it all on you. Like you are yeah. going to single-handedly carry no. off a two-person relationship. That's too big no. a burn. It, that's not how these things happen anyway. Yeah. So just like get under that guillotine. Let her, let her uh, yeah. uh, chop Throw off that head, man. on your sword. Do, yeah. do, do the gutsy thing. You'll, you'll like yourself so much better more down the line and that that means a lot so i guarantee you there is a young woman at your weekly D tabletop thing or or whatever you go to there's a woman at at the nhl mm-hmm. box that you and your friends rent at your cards against humanity group i don't know what you do with your life sure there's yeah. there's some woman who's every once in a while she whispers to her friend his butt's looking a little tighter uh-huh i wonder what's going on there you and that said, I will, woman. I will say Sam kept saying they, so I don't know the sex. I heard of her. I heard you of didn't she. Heard, you heard of her. Great. I, heard her. I, heard I missed it. That's on me. But we'll leave it open to they. Maybe, maybe he's cooler than me and he's banned. Well, and let, and let me just say above all advice that we've said, I think the most important thing is I'm taping a special in Nashville, October 3rd, and you should go, Sam, and just tell all your friends to get some tickets. Um, okay. We got time for one more. That'll help. That'll help. <laughs> One more call. Hope you'll be okay, Sam. Hang in there and do it. Uh, caller number three. Let's hear it. I jack off like every day. Probably like no lie, like seven times a day. Wow. At least three times, you know, like morning and then during the middle of the day when I get bored and then at night. I'm about to go to sleep. But yeah, I'm so fucking horny every day. But wow. I cannot, for the life of me, go up to a girl and ask them to fuck. I got all the libido, I don't know how you say that word, but none of the, none of the charm. Hmm. Also, fuck. Yeah, that's it. I am so glad I have my next guest to respond to that one. Um, sir, take it away. Well, Matt, it's so wonderful to be calling into this. Might help. It's such, you know, you do, Matt, you do such a wonderful podcast with Mad TV and with SNL and Stuart, you know, with Stuart and Miss Swan. And, and I love your podcast. I mean, uh, Everybody's listening to it. They talk about it all the time. Frankly, we've never heard about a podcast that people like more. So it's so wonderful to call in to probably the best one and to be able to speak to you, Matt, because, you know, we love we love everything that you do, Matt. Frankly, we love everything that you do. And up all night. Didn't we love up all night? But <laughs> listen, uh, this boy has a has a big trouble with his penis and we're jerking off and the masturbating and everything. But you know what? you we'll get through this. We will get through this together. And it's very easy to get through it because the human body only has a, you know, they call it a finite amount. And a lot of people didn't know that, you know, I think I probably understand this a lot better than some of the sex doctors do, you know, probably better than Ruth and better than, you know, all of them, frankly, all of the sex doctors. And (laughs) And uh, you know what? I'm very familiar with most of them. And I, would, I, I think I understand this a lot better that the body really only has a finite amount of the semen. So eventually you will run out. You will no longer have any more. And I 
am praying for this moment for you because it's going to, you know what? We're going to be very firm with penis. We're going to be very firm with penis and we're going to have a very strong conversation. We had a wonderful conversation with testicles the other day. I told him we have to do something about this sex drive because with sex drive, it's killing us, frankly. It's killing us. We, we're not getting anything done. We're not being able to watch any movies because, you know, a woman bends over in a movie and you've got to go take care of it. It's such a terrible thing that we've got with today's children. And they and they can get it all on their phones now. They can look it up and they type porn into Fortnite and then they can get onto it and they can look at all of it that they want. But with this young man, I told him, you know what I said? I know a place where they have some nice furniture. And they have the furniture where you can sit in it and you don't even feel about sex at all. You don't even feel about sex at all. You're too busy. You're in pain. So I say that we get them hooked up to one of these. It was a chair that shocked you every time you did something bad. You know, they did it with Dahmer and they did it with <laughs> the other boys. But I think if we could get him a special chair and any time he thought about we're jerking off, you know, it's and it'll be in Texas. You know, they have them all the time in Texas. They do it a lot in Texas. No. And we just hook him up to the chair in the courthouse and uh, they put the little hat on him. And you know what? We're just going to give him a little uh, electric. You know, they're doing electric with it. So I think this would be a wonderful solution. And we said, suppose we could bring the electricity inside the body. I think that would be a wonderful thing to do for this young man because he's clearly he's got a big problem with boobies and with regard to sex and and, and women and we got, you know, we got to do something about all of the sex that's coming into our home. So I think we just, I think we should kill the guy, frankly. I think we should kill him. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. Um, Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. And he's holding onto a rope ladder as a helicopter zooms away. <laughs> Which he's quite literally taped to because he's yeah, just he's... like the extent to try to look manly like he's tearing <laughs> he's tearing ligaments in his in his legs and arms the, the helicopter is like tipping a quarter over on its side as it carries it's it kind of soft drags him into the grass behind, behind <laughs> something and just lays him neatly we and can't like, get the altitude the guy the guy lands and gets out and trump like out of earshot screamingly fires him like that yeah the, the 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 voice we never hear is like where he like those where the stories where a person leaks that he he lost his mind when it got it came out that he hid <laughs> in the bunker like who leaked this so you're, angry you're killing me on helicopters people are reading this who leaked that I was dragged for four hundred feet by the rope ladder of the helicopter because it couldn't take off with my the pilot is like generous I, bulk the tank only holds. Jared is flying the helicopter because only Jared can fulfill like all of the jobs people are oh, yeah, fired Jared, doing. At, at this point, Jared is stepping in on jobs. He 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 never like he's going to kill himself, yeah. John Denver style. He's going to he's yeah. full on going to demand he fly a plane. Never <laughs> try. Like, he's like Kirk from Gilmore Girls. Did you ever watch Gilmore yes. Girls? Yes. He's Kirk from Gilmore Girls. Like Joe Biden comes in and Jared is like at the omelet station, like doing like a bunch of different pants, like. Joe's like, what are you still doing here, Jared? Yeah. Jared's like, no, I, I have I have to do the White House. <laughs> Everyone was fired. Jared, get out of here. Yeah, come on, man. Jared, come on. Get out of here. Jared. Jared, this is Jared. Yeah. Jared. Um, I don't know what to tell this guy other than therapy. I I I don't have any expertise in sex addiction. I can uh, you know, let's 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 go in. I could probably do three a day on a dare or something if I was winning a cash prize. Right, it sounds like painful. It, I mean, seven going three times in one day sounds. I'm I, I'm sore. Like my entire yeah. like body is sore. Like I just gave birth. Thinking yeah. about pulling that off. Yes, and I I don't I don't. And it's that I, I mean, he kind of drew the correlation that like he has libido, but not the charm. It's like, yeah, but it's not, you know, like the, you know, people are definitely looking for the libido, but it's in no short supply when it comes to young men. It's not, you know, that's you got to have a little extra. So it's it's yeah, other than that. So, well, he he opened his phone call, which typically there's an etiquette to leaving a message or starting a phone call right. where you say hello. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm this person that you should be familiar with. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got a little bit of a problem for you. 
And then, you know, if this guy is walking up to young women at bars and being like, I, I masturbate seven times a day. Right. Uh, so, like, some of that charm, I don't think you even need charm. I think you just need baseline human social etiquette. You, you got know to have someone to talk to. I think it's you got to reach out. And if you really want to solve <laughs> the problem, no, clinical help, man. Like, f- yeah, f- oh, yeah. Get some aid so you don't have to pay for it. There are you know, you know, ways to get through it. But it's like, yeah, I mean, he started and ended the call with the word fuck. And it's like, all right, dude, I, I, I get it. But you, you yeah. need some personal growth. But I appreciate you. And um, God, it was nice of Mr. Trump to say all those things, despite how I personally feel about him, you know. But uh, that was- Matt, it's a curse. And it, it makes me feel weird that I can summon a voice that um, people feel at in their amygdala and in their butthole at the exact same time that that doesn't feel good but i will say yours is the best like i'll go on record it's my favorite thank you and i could also say we gotta wrap up because (laughs) all right yeah but we did it we're in we're in the time frame we all yeah we typically do 45 minutes we're almost at an hour so before we go a thank you so much you're a dear friend and i appreciate you and uh anything to plug uh, I am going to be doing some shows in Iowa, uh, Raccoon Motel and Codfish Hollow. I believe those are on sev- September 10th and 11th. I may have gotten those dates wrong, but they will be up on my website soon. You can also follow me at shrimp J A J on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, if you stick around on my Instagram for a few years, you will hear me, uh, and having all of the exact same environmental sounds that Mr. Matt Bronger is having right now because my baby is due in December. There you go. And I will have a one-year-old who needs my attention immediately very soon. Congratulations, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, all, Matt. If you need any help or, you know, I I got plenty from other people. So All right. One-on-one advice. Uh, but all right, dude. Great seeing you, man. Thanks, Matt. Thanks so, much. so much fun. Well, that was so fun. I had to change my shirt. Anyway, we lost the connection. That's why I'm wearing something different. But that's the thing. You never know what kind of fun is going to happen on the show. If you want to call in, leave us a message. Call 323-763-0228. Again, 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.